welcome back i've been trying to figure out how to follow up with my podcast because i wasn't really going on script i was just going from what i remember and we've talked about briefly schools with my brother and how i went to nine different schools and i named them and i bet you want explanations on how that happened so for this podcast that's what i'll be talking about my first school like i said was st henry's i that wasn't really a school i just went there with my sister not my sister my cousin <laughs> to have the feeling of school and like see what school's like i was really young i think i was three years old when i went there i was still in diapers and then at five years old which is a normal age i went to little angels which was across the school from victoria nile which is the primary school that i went to and i remember thinking i want to get into victoria nile because getting into school was competitive you have to like get into it's, it's kind of like getting into college for primary school it's competitive you have to get accepted it's not like america where you just go to school no kids left behind you know you just get to go into a school get into whatever get passed and then college is what's competitive but there you have to pay to go to school and i remember my friends and i sitting at the fence and just saying that's my dream school that's where i want to go because we didn't know we didn't know any other school i got into victoria i went to victoria nile and my mom noticed that my grades started going down when i went to primary school and that was because that's when i learned about the beatings in primary school in nursery school it was minor like they didn't really beat us but in primary school i learned about that the beatings in school and i mean i got beat at home don't get me wrong my mom beat me at home for doing the stupidest things for not for playing with water for playing outside when it's late for not doing my homework for not taking a bath for not eating vegetables you know like it was the stupidest things but then she like gave up on the vegetables which is a different like part of the story like i was very spoiled it it was the help <laughs> that's not a good word I don't know if I should, what should I actually call them. Well, it was my siblings, my foster siblings, um, and the maids, I should call them. I don't know what to call them. Like, all this sounds so bad because they were family at the end of the day. Even though they weren't blood, they were working. My mom, I think, they were, I think they were getting paid, um, some of them, but they weren't really, um, they weren't blood family. I don't know what to call them. Anyway, so they're the ones that used to beat me for not eating vegetables, but my mom would like buy me chapati and other stuff, but I'm going off track. <laughs> my mind's like Ugh. Anyway, so my mom noticed that I wasn't really working hard anymore. And cuz I remember also one time I got beat by a teacher on my face. Like I got a scar on my face and that was the last straw and she was like, "Okay, you're obviously not trying anymore because of this so when i move you to schools and she took me to a school in Kampala to take an exam to see if i could get in because you have to take exams to get into the school not to be here you can take an exam and they'll put you in a grade that you pass on your grade level but there you take an exam and if you fail that's it you can't get in 
So she took me there and I failed. It was I was supposed to go to boarding school and I failed. Because well, <laughs> I don't like school. I didn't like school. Like I was getting beat when I got bad grades, so why should I try? But sometimes I feel like God failed me for a reason because later on that year the school burned down and my nursery school best friend Melissa lost her life and there was a dormitory that burned down at night it was very sad um but i mean maybe i wouldn't have been in that dormitory because there's different dorms for different grades but still it was very sad lots of girls lost their lives it was an all girls school um so cut to back i went back to victoria and then my mom saw that I was hanging out with boys more than girls and she was like this is not okay. You know what? I want to send you to your aunt's place in Kenya. So I went to Saint Anne's Mumias. Say this with an accent. Um that's where I went to school. My primary school. It was an all-girls school. Uh there was it was like split in the middle. So there was a catholic church in between and then St. Peter's the boys school where my aunt worked as a secretary and teaching computer to the boys but i wasn't in boarding school i was in day school i lived with my aunt uh she had like a shop that she sold snacks and milk and all this it wasn't a supermarket it was like a tiny little kiosk shop and then behind the shop was where we slept was her home um So, so yeah, that's why I went to school and then I think I went there for like a few months and my mom came to visit and that's when she died. So I didn't really spend the last few year <laughs> not year. The last few months with my mom, I didn't get to spend that with her. I only spent her last few days with her and my brother Emmanuel. and my grandmother I got to see them for like the last few days they were alive and then they lost their lives while I was in Mumias um after the barrio I told my dad I wanted to stay in Mumias for another semester so I got to stay there for another semester uh that's not where I learned Swahili like you've heard in my other podcast if you're new to this episode I learned Swahili growing up my mom said me to Kenya a lot but after that I wanted to move back to Uganda because I I think I stayed there to help my aunt cope with stuff but I was getting bullied so I wanted to leave that was I think that was the first time I experienced bullying people would be surprised <laughs> that I got I got bullied I don't know because I always have like this happy face on. I'm always happy and people say um bullies become bullies which I feel like I did become a bully at some point and which I'm going to explain what happened. When I was in Victoria and in other schools I was like the popular kid. So I didn't really get bullied and I mean I think I was mean to people. I'm not really I don't really remember because I kind of blocked some of that stuff out. but i don't think i was like a bully to extreme because i was i was always cool 
with the popular kids and the weird kids everywhere I went. Like I was friends with everybody because I wanted to be friends with everybody because I don't feel like it was right to just be friends with one group. Like I don't really get the point of that, but it happens everywhere you go. So when I was in Mumias, I was actually bullied by a family member, not by the person in school. It was my oldest cousin. <laughs> It's funny because when we went to St. Henry's, she went to St. Henry's with me, which was the first school I went to. She lived in Uganda with us. I was little and I loved it. She was my best friend, like me and her were close. And then they moved back to Kenya. So it was kind of like roles had reversed, it was flipped. My mom sent me to live with her sister because her sister sent me, sent her daughter, her daughters to live with us. Both my cousins lived with us for a while, went to school with us, and then they went back to live with their aunt. So that's kind of like what family does in Uganda. Like you live with your family and go to school in different countries, which was, I think it was good for us. But anyway, back to the bullying. The oldest cousin is the one that picked on me and she would say, before my mom died, she would say things like, your mom doesn't pay for anything, my mom's buying me, it was in Swahili, I'm trying to translate, <laughs> she would say things like, my mom buys me, my mom buys you, sorry, my mom buys you new shoes and doesn't give me any attention all the attention is going to you she's buying you these snacks these treats yada 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 she's buying you new school supplies and I don't get anything from it and that hurt me that her mom is not doing anything for her but it confused me at the same time because why why am I getting all the attention you know and it hurt but like she would her and her friends would gang up on me at school And everyone hated me because I was Ugandan. I'm a foreigner, you know what I'm saying? Um, before I continue the story, recently I posted on my Instagram saying, living from three countries, I understand you'll be hated. No matter where you go, not everyone's gonna love you. You're gonna be hated for being from a different country, your skin color, your accent, you know? It doesn't, that you talk a different language. It doesn't matter what you do. So I started getting hated at school because I was Ugandan and the school in Kenya. And because my cousin that I thought was my best friend got everyone to gang up on me and say all this mean stuff to me. And oh, it was awful. I remember being pushed and not having friends. I think I only had one friend the whole time. Because of what one person <laughs> said. One person can change a lot. You may not know it, but being a bully can just change a lot for a different person. I'm actually crying right now. <laughs> so after she said that stuff, um, I remember my mom the last few days when she came over. I asked her, um why I was getting all this attention and she wasn't getting new shoes and she was get, she wasn't getting new school supplies and my mom said she doesn't know she doesn't know why her mom is not buying her this stuff because there was three of them at the time she said I don't know why she doesn't know why her mom's not buying her this stuff but she knows for sure 
that she's paying, she's giving her mom money for me to take care of me because that's her responsibility. Even though I'm in a different school, a different country, she's still paying for my stuff. So she was like, that stuff is not coming out of her mom's pocket. And those last few days my mom was there, she planted stuff in her sister's garden. And she was like, I'm here digging and working, so I don't understand why she's saying all this stuff that's not true. She's saying things that she doesn't know. And my mom told me, don't listen to what other people say. You know the truth. If it's not true, you know it's not true. So, you just don't think about it. But the bullying didn't stop after my mom died. It kept on going. After my mom died, she felt bad for me for a few weeks, and then it went back to the same exact thing. I guess it's because people at school were giving me attention because they felt bad for me that I lost my mom. Everyone hears about it when you lose somebody. Everyone knows. Because we weren't in school for a while. And she was like, I lost my grandmother too. But I lost three people. The same day. I mean, she lost three people too. But it was, it was kind of... It hit different for me, you know? Because... Sorry about the loud motorcycle outside, if you guys can hear it. But it hit different for me because it was my mother and my brother and then my grandmother. So the bullying continued after that happened. And I told my aunt and my aunt said, just don't worry about it. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Your dad pays because my dad was paying for me to stay there. I remember I went back home to Uganda for all day and told my dad I wanted to switch schools. Because <laughs> I was trying to go get away from my bully. I didn't tell him why. I never told him why. But guess what? My bully came with me. They told, they said it would be better if she went to school in Uganda too. So we went to the same school. Um, St. St. Patrick Chigula Girls, I think that was the name of the school. And I remember everything had changed. Now she was the foreigner. She's Kenyan. I'm Ugandan. Now I had the power. I was popular because of the way I talked. I spoke differently growing up. I still had an accent, but I spoke proper English. I, my accent was different in Uganda too. You see, that's the thing I don't get why when I go back, everyone thinks that I've changed. But <laughs> that's a different, that's a different story. But my accent was different growing up. I had a Ugandan accent, but it wasn't as strong. Americans might think it was strong, but Ugandans thought I spoke very well. So that's why I was popular at that school. But not for long. Because she took over. And I got picked on again. I remember one time talking to her and telling her, you know what? We're in two different grades. You go your way, I'll go my way. Even though we're a family, I'm tired of this. 
let me do my thing you do your thing like let's just not on visiting in visitation day that's when our parents come to see us we went to boarding school so visitation days when our parents come to see us they bring us food they bring us snacks and it's a conversation that we can pretend like we're good but I'm, I'm done with this like I can't do this anymore so we went our way and you would think she was like supposed to protect me because she was older than me but I still got bullied by the other kids I got my snacks stolen from me you know I got people pretending to be my friends and they were not my friends I remember being slapped by a girl saying that I was talking about she was like a bigger than me so I couldn't beat her up I'm crying right now. That's why it's silent. But a lot happened. And I went back for holiday. And a friend of ours in Germany had sent me money to shop, I guess, to buy stuff. Because my mom and my mom had helped them. Lots of people that my mom helped tried to help us. So my dad, I remember my dad and I going to Kampala and shopping and I talked to my dad and I told him, dad, when are you going to get remarried? Because I couldn't talk to my dad about this stuff. I wanted to talk to a woman. My sister was in America. My aunt was in America. (laughs) So there was no one I could really talk to. My other siblings were gone too my other foster siblings so I asked him when are you gonna get remarried and he was like oh do you wanna like you want me to get remarried <laughs> I'm like yeah um I I told them I remember saying I want a new mom and I was like oh okay like I didn't know you were ready blah 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 you know we, we just talked about it and I was like yeah and I really did not know what to expect I didn't know what I was gonna get because most African stepmoms, if you haven't seen the movies or heard about the rumors, they're very mean. I remember my mom telling me, and I would tell her, I don't want to eat vegetables. This lady could predict the future, I swear. I would tell her I don't want to eat vegetables. I, I just want um, chapatis. And she would give me money to go buy chapatis, which is like a tortilla, but it's way better than a tortilla, in my opinion. And I would go buy it, and that's what I would eat for dinner. And she would tell me, one day I'm going to die, and your dad's going to marry a mean stepmom that's going to beat you to eat your vegetables. Like, you're lucky you have me. <laughs> and I will be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Just give me the money. So my dad eventually remarried. Um, he met her. He met Tara while um driving for my dad did a lot of things he worked so hard but he met her while driving her around to the villages to work I think I'm not really sure about their story because I was in boarding school (laughs) I mean I think they've told me their story but it just went past my ear I'm just like you know what I don't have time for this (laughs) um when I was younger it went past my ear but their story is written down somewhere um I just gotta read it. But he met her and he introduced her to me when I was in boarding school. And I laughed. I laughed at my mom. Because I was like, look at this. 
You said I was gonna get a mean African stepmom when you died. But I got a Muzungu mom. And she's not mean. She's not beating me. You predicted the future that you were gonna die and dad was gonna remarry. <laughs> but you got it all wrong. I was like, no. And I was lucky that my dad didn't meet a mean African stepmom. I don't even know if that, I don't know if, if he would have, I don't know. But I liked her from the beginning and right away, I think I opened up to her and I told her what was happening and I told her I wanted to switch schools. I didn't want to be in that school anymore. And even before, I don't was it before? Yeah, I think it was before her and my dad got married. She talked to him about switching schools and then they got married we moved in and not long they switched me and I went to Tim's school my brother's school and I was a day scholar again day scholar means I'm not in boarding school I don't live in school I just it's a Ugandan I think British term so I was in day school a bus would pick us up and we'd go to school very early in the morning. We'd have to wake up so early. Ugh, 5 a.m. It's painful. But it was better than boarding school. I think if my dad hadn't met her, I would have still been in boarding school. I don't know where I would be. Like, I don't know what my, like, I don't know what I imagined because I was hurting. I don't know if I ever told them that. I think I told them, like, a mild version of the story. Because I remember them, um, I remember my cousin going on a holiday and them inviting her over. And I remember telling them, I don't want her here. I don't want her here. And they were like, why? And I explained to them, she picked on me. Like, I don't want her here. And I had to be like fake with her and like be friendly with her because family was around. But I, mm, I really, it really hurt me what she did. I think I've forgiven her, but I just can't never forget what happened. In St. Benedict, I wasn't really bullied. I had lots of friends. I was popular, <laughs> again, because of the way I speak. And then two years later, after my dad and I struggling to get a visa, my dad started getting a visa when I was in Chukula Girls before he got married. But after we got a visa, in Kenya, now I remind you, not even in Uganda, because Ugandans refuse to give us a visa. We got a visa in Kenya, we're not even Kenyans, but that's, that's not even my business. I don't care, we got a visa. And we moved here. And that's where I went to my eighth school. My, I think that was, that would be my fourth primary school. Victoria, St. Anne, St. Benedict. Yes, that's my fourth primary school. Most of you just go to one. This is my fourth one. I went there. I went to Inca. Ugh. Went to a small school. I didn't get bullied. I got popular right away, I think I would say. Like but I, like, like I said in the beginning, I hang out with everybody. Um, the weirdos, as they call them, and the cool kids. But it was not what I expected. It was not what I watched on TV. I didn't get picked on, but I still felt like an outsider. 
um, people will call me names. Um, I didn't understand why no one, like every every girl, had a boyfriend. You know, you know you want to be like everybody, and I didn't understand why no one wanted to talk to. Me. Like even the weird kids had boyfriends. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just saying the weird kids had boyfriends, and I did not. And it was hard for me to figure it out. I didn't. I wanted to understand why I was. I was different. It's because I was black. An African on top of that. So no one really wanted. I mean, boys would talk to me, but they would talk to me to get to my friends, or just because I could sing. Or well, my singing voice is not that good. I hear myself and it sucks, but um, it's because you know, or I could I don't know, they would just tolerate me like, but they didn't like me like the way they liked the lighter skin or the white girls. In Uganda, though, it was different. Like they love me. <laughs> I mean, because we were all we were all the same race. But it's not that way. It's not the same thing there. Like in Uganda. The guys don't like girls that are dark skinned. I'm a little, I'm dark and I'm light. Like I'm, I'm brown, I should say. But I'm a little darker compared to other girls. And back home, the guys preferred lighter girls, not the dark girls. And it's the same thing here. I'm noticing. So, like I said, people are gonna hate you no matter what. For me, I'm not light enough. I wasn't, I used to think I wasn't good enough. I'm crying right now because I feel bad for the past me. When I moved here, I thought I wasn't good enough for anybody. But now I realize it's just people's preferences. It's nothing wrong with me. It's nothing wrong with you out there what people prefer and it's sad that the world is the way it is but that's you know you get used to it and like my post on Instagram living in three countries you do get used to it you understand but yeah I've just introduced you guys to my current mom <laughs> And we'll talk more about her in the next episodes. I'm getting too emotional right now. And my time is running out. I'm so sorry I took too long to post. But I will be back. This story was a mixture of school, bullying, and me not feeling good enough. But don't worry. Right now, I do feel... I feel great. I'm happy with myself. I'm happy where I'm at. And if you follow me on Instagram, you see that I post a lot about um, being black. And I feel like it confuses people because most of my following is white because of the school I went to. But I'm proud. African, black, different. Though my family, part of my family is white. And I feel like it may offend them or confuse them, but... It's just, you know, you got to keep people woke. <laughs> got to remind people that I am not 
I'm different. Anyway, those are all different stories that I'll tell to come. You guys have a blessed day. Stay safe in quarantine with Corona. Going out there. And stay woke.